Hey, you're listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information and free resources, you can check out SovereignGraceMusic.org. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Sound Plus Doctrine. My name is David Zimmer. And I'm Bob Coughlin. And we have John Altoff here with us. Hello. Glad to be Uh, here again. And we are talking about um, our Christmas album, Mm. Heaven Has Come. Uh, We are so excited about this album. Um, And uh, are so excited for you to be able to listen to it. Uh, And sing the songs. And sing the songs. There's been a lot of work that's gone into this uh, Christmas album. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. Um, Excellent. My first question um, is, what would make this album stand out um, from other Christmas albums that we've done with Sovereign Grace Music uh, and just Christmas albums in general. Mm, mm. Um, how would this stand out? Eh, nothing, really. <laughs> no, I just, part of the just kidding. Uh, well, I mean, obviously it's about the incarnation and it's about you know the Advent season, looking forward to the celebration of Christ's birth. It's always kind of this weird thing, you know, because Jesus has come, and yet you're talking about the longing for Him coming. Which mm. one of the songs addresses that? How the the before Jesus came, they were longing for His coming. After Jesus come, we're longing for His coming again. So there was a connection. Mm. But I think as the the song had its the, the album had its genesis in a song that my daughter wrote, Brittany, um, a few years ago, "Glory in the Darkest Place." Brittany has a heart for people who are going through hard times, and she wants mm. to show them Jesus. Mm. She wants to show them what what who Jesus is and what He's mm. done. So, Christmas, you know, is a time when it can be really hard. To go yeah. through this season, if you've lost a loved one, mm-hmm. if if you're struggling emotionally, relationally, financially, I mean, just there are a lot of people who come to Christmas and think this ain't for me. So, "Glory in the Darkest Place" was a song she wrote for those people. Mm-hmm. You know, how do we find glory? Show us glory in the darkest place. Mm-hmm. And um, we we did a you know kind of a acoustic version on uh, put on Facebook, and within a week it had like 130,000 views. Wow. Mm. And we got an email from a pastor afterwards, uh, a few weeks later, actually it was, it was shortly after that, right before Christmas Eve, they said they had this big Christmas Eve service coming up. That week they had had both a child and a college student die. Oh, wow. The college student, mm. uh, tragic, well both of them were tragic, but one was in an um, automobile accident, mm-hmm. the other was I think, I'm not sure why. But this big Christmas Eve thing that they do every year, and, and he was saying, could, you, could we do this song at this event? We said, Shh, absolutely. And he wrote us afterwards, said it was just, it was just the song that mm. we needed. Out of the depths of silent night I, I began to think, you know, our last Christmas album was Preparing Room 2014, which I just loved. Still, churches are still growing in their use of those songs. Mm-hmm. But I thought, 
I would love to have this song, Glory in the Darkest Place, get out more. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll do another album. So last year, I threw it out to the songwriters and talked to a number of people. Hey, what if we did another Christmas album? Mm-hmm. And everybody seemed to be on board with it. And the theme, getting back to your question eventually, uh, w- seems to be this is an album for those who aren't in a very good place at Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it begins with a song called "O Come All You Unfaithful." Mm. Which you know, you just you put on a Christmas album. You either want something nostalgic, sentimental, something yeah, joyful, off the red reindeer. Yeah, it's on <laughs> something. Hark the herald angels sing, and here we are. Yeah. But this one starts off with, oh, come, all you unfaithful, weak and unstable, come, know that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And the chorus is, Christ was born, Christ was born. Just go dissected when I mm-hmm. think of this. Christ was born for you. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I think, how many people are there in our congregations who, you know, during December, <laughs> they don't look forward to it. Yeah. You know, they have... They're they feeling it? alone. Yeah, mm-hmm. feeling alone. Feeling Missing like, loved ones. People no one, aren't going to be at the table that year. Yes. Mm-hmm. No one understands what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. And, and God wants to say, this is why I sent my son. Mm-hmm. Because you are needy. Mm-hmm. Because you are, you're not only suffering, you're sinful. And I sent Jesus mm-hmm. to, to come into your world, to take on your flesh to live your life, to live your pain, to live your suffering, to live your sin, to become your sin, as it says in 2 Corinthians 5.21, for our sake he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Oh, come, barren and waiting ones, weary of praying, come, see what your God So there are a number of songs like that. Not all of them. I mean, there is celebration yeah. on the album, for sure. <laughs> um, but it's it's just this gentle invitation. The second song is um, Heaven Has Come to Us, mm-hmm. you know, from which the album title comes. Um, and then a number of songs deal with that that topic. Uh, John, you wrote one called Do Not Fear, mm-hmm. uh, which... Tell us about that one. So, yeah, I think when you initially sent out... Um, you know, the email to the songwriters talking about, hey, here's this Christmas album we're going to do. You know, as you begin to think about um, trying to trying to figure out, okay, well, what, what do I want to write about? And, um, you know, you start reading the Christmas stories, right? The accounts, mm-hmm. Matthew and Luke especially. And remember reading through Luke and just being, uh, being struck by when the angel visits Mary, he says to her almost the first thing, do not be afraid, yes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And then when you read about the shepherds in Luke 2, you know, they're, they're in awe, and what does the angel say to them? Do not fear. Mm-hmm. Do not be afraid. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to look and see, if you like, even just do a little bit of research, you find out that that command to, to not be afraid in some form or fashion is like the, one of the most, if not the most commanded things in all of Scripture, yes. is not to be afraid, mm-hmm. to do not fear. And I thought, well, I don't know of any songs that I can think of that use that phrase. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I thought that yeah. so that was it just started as this idea. A lot of times I think writing songs from an idea is really good. And so that idea was just planted in my heart. It was like write write a song that just says something that simple. 
do not fear. And then I got to, but I, I wanted to dig down even further and say, okay, well, there's the command to do not fear, but what's the reason behind us not mm. fearing? Mm. And with Mary, it's like, he's going to be the son of God, he's mm. the son of the mm. most high, you know? Yeah. And then with the shepherds, it's like, you, you, don't, you know, don't be afraid. I have good news mm-hmm. that will be for all people, mm. you know? And, and I, the more I got to thinking about just what we celebrate at Christmas is God himself drawing near to his creation, to humanity. Oh. Mm. And so that that became kind of the uh, the crux of the song for me was like, this is why we don't have to be afraid. So the first verse is about Mary, the second verse is about the shepherds, but then I thought, okay, well, I want this to be a little more personal. Yeah. And think, how is it that for us in, you know, in 2020, you know, what do we, why do we, why can we not fear or why, why should we c- heed that command? What a timely and song. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. starting that song back in October had no idea, of course, what, you know, 2020 would look like, yeah. but it transcends that, right? Because there's yeah. always going to be things that, that tempt us towards fear. Yeah. yeah. And so my, the heart behind it was wanting to say, you know, God has drawn near to you in Christ. And because he is near to you in Christ, you don't have to be afraid. And so, Excellent. Yeah. So that yeah. that was kind of where that song came from. Was just you know the the last verse says, um, "The God who redeems you and ever will keep you is near." So do not fear. <laughs> and before that, it's uh, weary children, be still and take heart. Every longing you feel is a cry for the rest he has offered to all. Come to him, for his burden is light. Do right. Not fear. So yeah. I love the way you you took. You know Mary's experience, the shepherd's experience, and brought it into our experience, which mm-hmm. is you know this this struggle to believe. Yeah, God is faithful. And yeah, God is for us, and God is with us, mm-hmm. and and He's not distant. He's like not when we distant. go through those things, He's yes. not far away. Yeah. He's near. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's yeah, it's one of my favorite songs. Weary children, be still and take heart. Every longing you feel. mentioned um like just the the process of the album and not knowing as we're writing these songs that covid is approaching right <laughs> yeah um, no idea i wanted to just ask um bob i mean in the in the process of making this album um like what was the effect that covid had on the album oh. um did it push the process or delay the process or, yeah uh you know it actually didn't delay the process but it almost did Mm. Um, I had a conversation with uh, two of the the guys who helped make these decisions uh, in Sovereign Grace, and um, they were asking, not in a, you know, we think you shouldn't do this album, but they were asking, should we use this time to do this album? Mm. And we had a great conversation, a few conversations about, you know, what... what is this is this the best way to use this time? So one of the suggestions was, hey, maybe we tell our songwriters, you know, write songs out of this time, which we did a little bit of that. Um, we worked on a song, "Christ mm-hmm. Will Be My Hideaway" with Tim mm-hmm. Chester, which we're working on 
putting on Spotify and everything. Um, which, but people have picked up from Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. and are, are singing. Um, so songs like that are, are being done. There's another one, um, Jesus You Will, which we haven't put out yet. But just so that, that idea. Mm. But I thought, wow, wouldn't it be great, like no matter where we are in December in terms of dealing with the pandemic, to have songs of hope, mm. new songs mm-hmm. that, that, that speak to God's faithfulness and God's meeting us in times of you know, sorrow and times of loss. And so we decided to go ahead with it. And um, you know, we've, we've had to do some odd things. And we, we did some pre-production recording for a couple of days in a studio where no one could be near each other, yeah, <laughs> and uh, we couldn't approach the 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 sound console. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a really big studio, which was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's helpful. But yeah, it was. Uh, it's just been interesting, but it, it hasn't slowed us up. In fact, this may be the first album in a long time that we've actually got everything in on time, <laughs> and uh, it, that's exciting. So I'm really excited about it. Well, and I remember um, Devin saying. Uh, my son, Devin, your son was saying, "We're just going to keep doing what we do." You know, mm, and I remember you saying, mm. uh, "You saying, yeah, that doesn't change. It, right? Nothing right. really changes um, the mission of Sovereign Grace Music to be giving these songs to churches that will encourage them, yes, bolster their yeah. faith, and center them in the gospel." And uh, I just think our experiences we bring to the table when we hear these songs, I think they're going to encourage. Our listeners, you know, David, that's a that's a great point. Um, if if we're doing the right things, like outside national world international crisis, mm. we'll have the right things to do during the crisis. Mm. And those right things are pointing people to the Word of God, pointing them to the glory of Christ, pointing them to the work of Christ in you know taking on our flesh, dying as our substitute on the cross, rising from the dead. You know, reigning now over all things, coming back for a bride that he redeemed. That's the story. Mm-hmm. That's the story that we're constantly to be pointing people to, singing about, allowing that story to inform our lives. You know, it's God's story. It, it's He's His is the story that our stories fit into. Mm-hmm. And if we're not teaching people how to do that. At, at other times, you yeah. know, outside the pandemic, we're gonna, we might have a hard time doing it in the pandemic. Mm. So I really appreciate that word from Devin as well. Just, yeah. just this is what we always do. Yeah. We're not, we don't. We're not looking for some new thing to point people to. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh no, God really is trustworthy. No, He really is sovereign. <laughs> no, we just forgot to tell you. We're saying that all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so that that has changed. been encouraging. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, John, I know that you. Um, Organize a lot of the songwriters for Sovereign Grace Music, uh, and um, put out a blog to the so- the songwriters. Or an email, uh, email, yeah, that just uh, encourage them and different topics and even techniques for songwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, when approaching this Christmas album, um, did you like give themes or topics to songwriters? Uh, how did you approach this specific album? Of, hey, can we look at the incarnation in different ways? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't recall anything necessarily specific for this particular album. I think other than encouraging people to write, to try to write from an idea, mm. you know, rather than um, 
you know, just starting with nothing, but like try the to broad, think of vague. Yeah, yeah but a specific... try to think of something unique mm. about the Christmas story mm. as a jumping off point. You know, mm. find find a different angle or just something yes. we haven't thought of before. Mm. Um, yeah, I think that was probably maybe one of the only encouragements I think mm. I had given to the writers at that point. Mm. And do you th- do you think uh, can you think of any songs that that ended up doing that? Uh yeah well we talked about um the song come for us mm. and that was one of those yes, songs where yes, sometimes yes. uh, one of the things I think from a songwriting perspective to get back to your question David um uh, someone had said something one time on a podcast I was listening to about what they call writing for the gaps yes. and so they're saying yes. like what are the things that we don't sing about as a congregation. Mm. You know, and so basically that creates a gap. And then so as a writer, you're like, okay, if we don't have a song about this, like we should write a song for that. And so one of our pastors uh, within Sovereign Grace, I had sent a, a, a email out to some of our guys that coordinate, you know, over our um, those that lead worship, the guys that lead worship mm. and choose songs in our churches. And he had come back with a suggestion. He's like, you know, I don't, I'd love to have a song like on Galatians 4.4. 4 about Christ yes. being born yes. under the law, you know? <laughs> and so uh, I sat down with Cameron Keith, and that was our jumping off point. We said, okay, well, mm. there, there's a gap of, I don't, we don't know a lot of songs that are Christmas songs that talk about the law necessarily, yeah. and Christ being born of woman born under the law, you yeah. know, at just yeah. the right time. And so we just began with Galatians 4.4 and said, okay, let's try to write a song from that. And Come For Us was the song that came out of that. Yeah. That's awesome. Now you have made us your sons and also think of um, Hope of the Ages. I was just thinking of that song. Yeah, yeah. which is pulling from the Old Testament and yeah. the New Testament. And so let me read that chorus. Because, yeah, it's it's a song that um, brings together all these illusions, prophecies in the Old Testament, and, and makes us appreciate the fact that it's not just... I mean, <laughs> you talk about angels in the sky appearing to shepherds, mm-hmm. you know... The narrative. The yeah, yeah. The, the, the story is amazing yeah. itself, but it was predicted. Yeah. Mm. And so the chorus is, Hope of the Ages, Isaiah's great light, Abraham's offspring, in which Paul makes the mm. point of that in Galatians, blessing of Jacob, Judah's might, hope of the ages, David's true son, mm-hmm. desire of nations, promise salvation, God with us. Mm-hmm. And just to pull all those thoughts together in a, in a chorus, get, yeah, this is who he is. This is who he is. This is, I just yeah. love that. For and a Christmas song to be like pulling mm-hmm. all these things together, I think it's just like so unique. And so uh, it's not just things are great, and uh, you know, this is the moment that we live in, and you know, we're all nostalgic. It's mm-hmm. we're pulling from. This is prophecy, yes, and it's yes, now fulfilled, yes. and we're now yeah. looking forward to. So, it has just a. It is a broad scope when you listen to the whole album of the incarnation narrative, but it also has these specific 
points in in history and specific points. So I really appreciate that about um, the album. Hope of the ages, Isaiah's great light, Abraham's offspring, blessing of Jacob, Judah's mind. Hope of the ages, David's true son, desire of nations, promise salvation. another thing we tried to do on this album was to give the church more kind of all-season Christmas songs. Yeah. Um, which I think there are maybe four or five of them, which, which, which means they not only mention the birth, but the resurrection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and all that came in between that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to communicate... I, I think of um, one that I think does it really well is Matt Boswell, Matt Papa's um, Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery, mm-hmm. yeah. which we do every Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery... Um, I can't remember now. Well, it's wrapped in, uh, uh, wrapped in flesh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He, the or, theme of heaven's yeah. fra- praises, clothed in frail humanity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that that the incarnation aspect, but we wanted to have more songs like that. Uh, so we took away in a manger. I think mm-hmm. Dave, you worked on this song. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Carpenter. Uh, and Grace Nixon and Lacey, no Nathan Stiff, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a group project, but uh, you know each line, it, it just kind of alludes to the the hymn. It's not doesn't use the same melody, mm-hmm. um, but away in a manger, a baby is born. The sovereign of heaven, whom angels adore, is wrapped in the weakness of our mortal frame. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. And then the second verse begins: Away in a manger, a servant is born. Talks about his life. Third verse, away in a manger, a savior is born. And the fourth verse, I love this, away in a manger, a lion is born. The darkness will tremble at his mighty roar. His mercy will triumph and death will be slain. I mean, his darkness will tremble. The risen Lord Jesus forever will reign. Mm -hmm. And then this chorus at the end, all glory to Jesus forever, which which takes from the the original melody. Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. I just love Mm -hmm. it. So I'm just, you know, eager to (laughs) sing that in my own church. Led in churches, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, excited about all these songs. Could could take the whole podcast to just talk about every song. But how do you introduce these? Mm. Like, how do you think through that mm. when you're, you know, people want to hear the standards, you know, hark the herald, yeah. joy mm-hmm. of the world, yeah. Yeah. and you only have a few Sundays, and yeah. you, you know, you want to build like for the long term, so. Just how do you think about that? I'd be curious. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So um, I think the way I think about it is what you were saying, you know that there's, you want people to be able to engage, 
right? Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the ways, yeah, you don't want to teach like (laughs) you don't want to teach six new Christmas songs uh, every Christmas, right? So I think there's just a there's a there's a limitation that you have to realize is on you, Mm -hmm. and that's not a bad thing. Um, So I think part of it is maybe picking one for me at the most two Mm -hmm. that I would introduce in a season. And the great thing about an album coming out in October is that you can really prepare people mm-hmm. early. You know, yes. like even if you're just encouraging people to get the album or to listen to it, you know, and be um, to kind of know it ahead of time, yeah. mm-hmm. um, saying to your congregation, like, hey, here's these two new Christmas songs we're going to be singing this season. You can already go and listen to them and start to learn them. You know, mm-hmm. so that way it's you don't have that um, that awkward like I'm teaching you a new song today yeah, and now yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. catch on. So you can prepare your people in advance. But yeah. then I'd say do it. You know, at least two or three times over that season. So maybe you maybe you introduce it the the last week of November or even two the last two weeks of November. Who knows? Yeah. Yes, and if you want to yes. use it, sure, you know, twice in, in October, December, bring it I mean, back. You know. Yeah. We're Why not? Ready for holidays? Yeah, earlier, so. especially well, especially with some of those songs you were talking about, Bob, that kind of tell more of the whole story yes. of Christ. Yeah, yeah. You, you could use those songs long. early. Yeah, you know, earlier. So maybe you do one that's like that, and then one that's very specific to the Christmas story. Yeah, but you know, just yeah, introduce them, sing them a few times, along with all the other familiar ones that you love. That's a great. One. Yeah, I'm I'm so thankful for um, this album because I personally don't like Christmas songs at all. What is wrong with you? Um, I you like Scrooge? Puppies? I didn't know that about you. Little kids? <laughs> so what? Wrong. And I, I just feel like that's what I've been so thankful for this album, but also other Sovereign Grace albums, um, that I just feel like when I was leading worship for the college ministry uh, back in Los Angeles, I felt like when Christmas would approach, I was kind of like... Well, where do I where do I find <laughs> new Christmas songs that I can yeah. do? Um, because not that not that the message gets tired, but I just think a lot of the it feels like a time to sort of dust off the Christmas box. Mm, yes, yes. Pull it out. Dust off the Christmas songs. Put them up. People are happy. Yes. Then you put them away. Mm. And what I really love about this album is that um, it's it's a whole group of new songs. That I really want churches to be mm, singing. Yeah, mm. um, a song like "Come All You Unfaithful" it is so it was so impactful for me the very first time I heard it. Yeah, me too. I just think that just hit me right in the chest of thinking we need to be singing this song in our churches because yeah. people are going to come into our Sunday gatherings feeling the they weight of this season of this, and every week they come. Yeah, as you said, just wanting churches to sing this, but so. I'm excited for for new songs, and I think even an opportunity to even frame a Christmas concert around sure. songs from this album that could... We're oh, walking through a narrative, yeah. mm-hmm. different points of this narrative, but if a community, if they're gathering, if they're able to gather, they're gonna, there's going to be suffering in your midst. Yeah. And I love that these songs are pointing to, speaking to that and giving us hope. And yeah. so I just like... I'm really excited yeah. about singing these songs. Me too. Uh, I, I echo everything you guys say, and I think one of the things we need to remember or focus in on is the difference between a song's value because of traditionalism mm-hmm. or sentimentalism mm-hmm. um, or familiarity versus the value of a song because it's it's God's truth mm. that has come to us through his word, both written and living, that transforms lives. Mm, yeah. And 
those two are so different. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, there'll be some overlap. You can have something that you know really affects someone's life that is traditional, mm-hmm. but it's the truth that sets us free. Mm-hmm. It's the truth you receive clearly communicated. I would say compellingly communicated, and then received by the power of the Holy Spirit that that transforms our perspective, that changes our lives. Yeah. And I think we, you know, if you if you plan or lead the music in your church, you have to fight for that. Mm. You you have to be aware of it and you have to fight for it. Because the songs we sing and the traditions we have and the sentimental feelings we have will never compare mm. to the reality of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And what he did to save us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get lost sometimes just trying to ponder the incarnation. Mm. You know, I'll read theology books and you know, just scripture. You know, just just where it's talking about. You know, she Mary was was conceived by the Holy Spirit. I said, just what does that mean? That this baby in her womb is truly God, mm-hmm. truly man. I. That's it's just so, you know, it affects every part of your being. That's what we're saying at Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is what Jesus, the Son of God, and the Godhead did mm-hmm. in order to save us, mm-hmm. in order to rescue us, in mm-hmm. order to redeem us. That truth is never getting old. It, yeah. it never gets tired, never grows thin. So at Christmas, we face this temptation to depend on some common things to move people, to yeah. draw people, yeah. which is why we'll take, you know, both on Preparing Room and this album, some, some familiar carols, more on Preparing Room, I think, um, you know, we would take O Come, O Come, Emmanuel and put new words to it, mm-hmm. or O Holy Night, put new words to mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things that we've done yeah. is, as far as Christmas, is take this beloved carol, which, you know, the words, they're okay, but they're not, they were a translation from French. They're not even what the original was in t- mm-hmm. terms of clarity about mm-hmm. the gospel. Yeah. So we have a good friend, Kevin Hartnett, who rewrote verses two and three. And if you haven't heard it, I would encourage you to, to listen mm-hmm. to that. But we've done that with the first Noel on this album, Away in a Manger. Mm-hmm. Um, just said, hey, here are some fresh words for this yeah. <laughs> to help us see that, you know what, what we're celebrating now? It's amazing! <laughs> <laughs> we just can't kind of kind of sink into this, you know, familiar, oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, this is so beautiful. Holy night. Well, first, I'm not sure it was a silent night, which Andrew Peterson has communicated to us so well (laughs) in his song, Labor of Love. And I'm, we will got to know why it's a holy night. Hmm. Why is it holy? Why is it so unique? So. You know, obviously, songs aren't the only way we do that. We we use scripture, we use preaching. You know, we use prayers to to communicate these truths. But wow, the realities that we are seeking to express so far exceed our ability to express them. Hmm. But we don't stop trying. Yeah. So we come. So we put together a new album. Yeah. <laughs> and, come, and we hope it serves people. Yes. We really do. Yep. Yep. We're really excited about it. Uh, heaven has come. And thank you for tuning in. Uh, to Sound Plus Doctrine. It's great to have you. Great to have you, John. Thanks. Great to be here. Amen. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.